Wednesday morning broadcast, JM and the AM. We've been telling you about VoteOIC.org. VoteOIC.org. And guess what? There's a week left. One week left for you to vote. And anybody in our audience who uh, is 18 or over, anybody in our audience who has children 18 or over, they're all eligible to vote in the World Zionist Congress election. Slate number four is the one that we are uh, promoting and recommending. It's the one we're on. And I hope everybody today, at some point, if you haven't voted yet, goes to voteoic.org and takes care of it. Alan Fagan, our great friend, is with us live via telephone. He is Executive Vice President, Chief Professional Officer at the OU. Remember, the OU is part of slate number four, a a slate that has so many distinguished organizations and really historic um, uh, Jewish community efforts associated with it for this uh, World Zionist Congress election. Alan, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you very much, Nachum. Great to be with you. I appreciate that. How about a word about that, how how the OU is um, is part of a group of really distinguished, long-time, historic organizations in the Jewish community who are all part of that slate. It's amazing to see that type of unified effort in this case. It, it it is a very very broad coalition of religious Zionist organizations in the United States <clears throat> that reflect our Torah values. Uh, it, it includes the religious Zionists of America, Mizrahi. It includes the RCA, YU, Turo, the Young Israel, Bnei Akiva, Torah Mitzion, Amit, and and of course the OU uh, and and others. It is the broadest coalition that we could assemble uh, of those who share a common philosophy of support for the state of Israel and support for our Torah values. Now, the, um, it's no secret that uh, a certain number of people have voted in the past during the World Zionist Congress election and that uh, there are efforts this time around to really increase that number. And and one of the reasons is the commitment the OU has made. I mean, it's again, it's no secret that you have uh, you as an organization, I don't know if you specifically, but you as an organization have assigned people specifically to this project to spread the word, uh, to go to different communities around the country. Uh, this is a North American project, of course, uh, in order to remind people how important it is to vote. I mean, th- you know, talk about having skin in the game. Uh, the OU has really stepped up in trying to promote this as best as possible and convince as many people as possible how important it is to get involved. It's absolutely correct. We have devoted considerable resources because we think this is an enormously important election. It's very, very complicated to explain why it's as important as it is. I hope I'll have a minute or two to, to try to do that. Sure. But the fact is that five years ago in the last election, a total of 56,000 people voted in the United States for delegates to the World Zionist Congress. Um, that's an extraordinarily small number of American Jewry. About 20% of that number uh, were represented, wasn't called OIC five years ago, but right. by the, a similar coalition uh, uh, five years ago. This year we're seeing something fundamentally different. We know that the number of people voting is somewhere between double and triple the number that voted five years ago. Wow. Uh, and and so, in addition to the to the many practical considerations involved in these choices, uh, there is a, a an even more fundamental uh, referendum going on here on who represents American Jewry and what do we stand for. 
Uh, and that is motivating in this election various slates who take positions that really are completely contrary uh, to ours. Contrary on issues like BDS and, and, and support for the state of Israel, support for the security and integrity of the state of Israel, for an undivided Yerushalayim and so on, that are making a major, major effort this year, spending enormous amounts of money and time and political capital to try to get the best showing that they can get. And one of the reasons why this election is so important is because it will be viewed by all of world Jewry and by the Israeli government in particular as a referendum on the viewpoints of American Jewry. And, and if for no other reason, if there wasn't a dollar at stake, if there was no pride at stake, if there were no agendas at stake, just for that reason alone, it's enormously important for our community to register the highest possible vote that it can so that world Jewry understands and Israel in particular understands that we are there, that we support them in their efforts to obtain appropriate security and appropriate arrangements in terms of a peace process, and that we're there to support them in terms of their attitudes toward the perpetuation of Torah values, both in Israel and throughout the diaspora. Alan Fagan with us, Executive Vice President, Chief Professional Officer at the OU. We're talking about VoteOIC.org. VoteOIC.org. If you haven't gone to that website yet, come on. There's one week left, and we're encouraging everybody to vote for slate number four by going to VoteOIC.org. And Alan is explaining just how important it is. By the way, you know, uh, if we don't respond as a modern religious uh, Orthodox um, uh, community, a religious Zionist community, if we don't respond to this call, it, it is no, it, it is not a, inconceivable that Israeli officials will sit with people like you, Alan, and say, what's going on with you guys? What's going on with this segment of, of, of Jews in North America? Is there complacency? Do they care about the, about the future? Do they care about how the funding goes and about the different projects that could benefit them, both in terms of safety and security and education, um, uh, uh, grants for students heading to Israel for the year, things like that? And and, and and they'd be right, frankly. They'd be right. If we can't pull out the numbers, then it does uh, show, unfortunately, a sign of complacency and, you know, of disinterest, so to speak. And legitimacy. It's, it's, it's absolutely correct. Uh, this, this election, because of the interest that's being shown this year uh, in the WZO elections, they're being watched with enormous care. Uh, uh, they're being watched by world Jewry, and most importantly, they're being watched by Israeli government officials who are putting their thumb up in the wind to say which way are the winds blowing in the United States. Uh, and for that reason, it, it's just enormously important for us to show that our community is organized, that our community can get out and demonstrate its support for Israel and for Torah. Uh, I hope everybody listens and listens well, and uh, we'll know if someone has listened well if they vote between now and the 11th of March. But we're asking everybody to do it now. Don't wait for the final week, which is starting now. Uh, get there immediately to voteoic.org. Voteoic.org. Make your voice heard by voting for slate number four in the World Zionist Congress election. Voteoic.org. Um, and Alan, you know, you talked about summing it up. I think that really does sum it up in terms of uh, resources that'll be available for safety and security measures, uh, for grants for gap year students, uh, for educational programs and shlichim coming to the United States who are of the same 
uh, background and the same opinion, so to speak, that we are. All these things are going to be judged and evaluated based on how these votes come in. Not just judged and evaluated, but in a very, very practical sense. Uh, this election, if I can take a minute, sure. it, it, it took me. It, it probably took me a year to understand exactly what this body does and why this election is so important. There, there are in Israel what are called the four national institutions, which serve as quasi-governmental agencies and control not only much of what takes place in terms of infrastructure development and land development in Israel. Uh, but virtually everything uh, that happens from an Israeli perspective in the diaspora communities around the world. So these, these institutions include the World Zionist Organization, the Jewish Agency, Karen Kayemet Israel, known here as the Jewish National Fund, and Karen Hayasod, known here as the United Israel Appeal. Collectively, these four agencies that are called the four national institutions in Israel. Collectively, they have a budget, depending on, on the year, of somewhere between $850 million a year and a billion dollars a year. And since the election takes place in a, in a five-year cycle, we're basically talking about control over a, uh, a budget allocation of somewhere in the vicinity of $5 billion. That's a lot of money. Now, probably half of that money is going for land reclamation and other kinds of infrastructure projects in Israel. But about half of it is going for programming of all different types. Just imagine in our own communities the kinds of programs that are impacted. Who are the shlichim who are being sent out to our communities? Who are the benot sherut who help us staff projects and programs in our schools, in our shuls, in, in day schools across America, in community centers across America. What are the programs and projects to combat BDS and to combat anti-Semitism? What are the educational programs and projects? Teen travel. You, you gave one example just to put a little bit of, of meat on those bones to, to show how this gets affected in a very, very real and practical way by the leadership of these organizations. Four cycles ago, in the election cycle, that is 20 years ago, MASA, which is the, the uh, program uh, sponsored by these agencies for travel to Israel, were subsidizing gap year programs, travel to Israel on gap year programs that virtually all of our kids are attending. They were subsidizing those programs at $2,000 per student. That's an enormous amount of burden lifted off the shoulders of parents who are sending their kids on a gap year program to Israel. In the last two cycles, that number went down to 1000 mm. and it's now $200 per student. Wow. It went from $2,000 a student to $200 a student, and all of it caught up in a budget process controlled by professionals of organizations whose election and terms are set by these very institutions whose governance will be determined by this Congress. 
So if we want to have an impact, if we want to have delegates sitting in the governance structure of those agencies and focused on what's important to the American community, where these dollars need to go in order to have maximum impact so that we can continue to support Israel the way we do, that we can continue to support total programming the way we do, it's critical for us to be at the table in each of these organizations that has budget responsibility and budget control. The only way to effectively do that is to participate in these elections, which are all determined on a pro-rata basis based on the number of votes that are obtained by each of the slates. As I said, five years ago, the Orthodox slate received roughly 20% of the vote. We were about 10% of the American population, so we were certainly punching above our weight. But this year, we're looking at a concerted and determinedly political effort by the liberal streams and by liberal organizations, organizations that include pro-BDS activity that are looking the same way some of our American politicians are looking to, to tear down and to destroy the fabric of what it is that we have stood for for years. So we're seeing a far greater vote. So just to maintain our 20% isn't enough. We need to grow that number. We need to have a higher proportion in an election that's going to see far greater numbers of voters. And if people are apathetic and don't take the five or ten minutes that it takes to vote and the $7.50 that it takes in order to cast the ballot, if they're not going to take those few minutes, we have no one to blame but ourselves. Uh, well said, Mr. Fagan. Uh, everybody out there, Alan Fagan of the OU, and the OU, as we said, has been one of the uh, organizations that has really been out there on this issue. Uh, along with everybody else on Slate Number 4, a lot of prominent organizations and outfits in the Jewish community. Uh, he is encouraging, I am encouraging, and everybody collectively is encouraging everybody in this audience and around the entire Jewish world in North America to vote and vote now. It's one week left. Shushan Purim is the last day, March the 11th. But vote now by going to voteoic.org, voteoic.org, and, um, and cast your ballot for Slate Number 4. That's the one we are highly Highly recommending. Slate number four at voteoic.org. Alan, before you go, I just want to say one thing. We, we were not scheduled to talk about this, but I just uh, I want to get your reaction. I, isn't it amazing that, thank God, we have wonderful rabbinic leaders who, when faced with this terrible situation now with the coronavirus and the possibility of, you know, we see what's going on with different synagogues and the precautions that are being taken and the different uh, Socks, the different uh, decisions that have to be made regarding the upcoming holiday of Purim, etc., etc. It, it is a heartwarming feeling, I am sure, for you, knowing that we have some really amazing, competent, halachic decisors in our community who are leading our respective communities. We, we, we are enormously uh, grateful to them. These are extremely complicated questions. Right. In fact, we have a, a call uh, scheduled uh, uh, tomorrow. Uh, for the rabbinic leadership in coordination with the RCA wow. and with our poskim. We have a call for all rabbis and shul leaders tomorrow to talk through a, a multitude of issues, both practical and halachic. We'll have medical experts uh, uh, participating and providing guidance. I've probably spent the better part of the last week in our own internal preparations uh, as a result of this, there are so many, many issues. We, we please God, we're planning to send about 2,000 
campaigns to Israel this summer with NCSY, we have to have contingency plans about how we're going to uh, deal with this if, God forbid, uh, uh, things worsen uh, and overseas travel uh, becomes uh, impossible or not recommended. We, we have to think about how we begin now to plan for that eventuality. And, and you know, there's good news and, and, and bad news. The good news is we're, we're, we're talking about twice the number of kids than we had five years ago. That's wonderful, wonderful news. Uh, many, many of them, public school kids who are planning to be in Israel for the first time in their lives. Uh, but we also need to be prudent and think about every potential eventuality. Uh, and we're enormously grateful not only to our Rabbanim who are stepping up to deal with very, very practical halachic issues that are involved, uh, but to all of our senior staff here that's deeply engaged in planning efforts both on a short-term basis in terms of programs that will be run over the next several weeks and how we handle those and they have to be handled community by community and how we're going to begin to plan for much more massive programming uh, that we're anticipating this summer. Please God, we should be able to go and go in good health, but the safety and uh, and well-being of, of our kids is our primary concern, and we're going to have to make difficult but prudent uh, decisions uh, as we move forward about all of that. In the meantime, all of us join in, 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 in praying for for good health and safety for for all of us, for the entire world, and in particular for those few individuals who now have uh, been stricken with the virus, we, 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 we pray for their speedy recovery and for their good health. A hundred percent. And uh, I had a feeling that uh, that you and your organization would be out front on this issue and uh, certainly helping to guide the rabbis and leaders through the situation. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I remind you, uh, as does Alan Fagan. There is an important vote. We just spent a lot of time reminding you why it's so critical. Go to voteoic.org, voteoic.org. It's slate number four. You'll see the distinguished list of organizations from our community that are part of it. We are part of it here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, please, please, don't wait till the last day a week from today. Today, at some point, uh, go to voteoic.org. And any person in your household 18 years of age and over is eligible to vote. Simple as that. Alan, I thank you. Thanks for the message, and the thanks so much for joining us this morning. And, and, and by the way, yeah. as our family members, uh, children who are American citizens who may be learning uh, uh, in Israel for the year, so if they haven't voted and they're over 18, remind them as well. Oh, that's important. I hope they realize that at the yeshivas and seminaries uh, in Israel. That's a really important piece to, uh, to mention. I appreciate that. Thank you, Alan. Have a great day. Thank you. Uh, Alan Fagan, he is the um, Executive Vice President and Chief Professional Officer at the OU. A couple of really important messages this morning here at JM in the AM.